There's something wrong with Matthew Stafford. The Rams cut Brett Maher and sign a kicker. And is Sunday a must win? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor. Join the party, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, trying to get to 10,000 subscribers, getting close, so do us a favor and subscribe. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. The Lakers for SI, the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation. 24 7 sports now the rams four locked on and as always i'm joined by the rams pre half and post game show host for the rams flagship radio station espn 710 la he's entering his eighth season covering your los angeles rams the people's champ mr travis rogers you can follow him on x at travis rogers and on today's show is sunday a must win for the rams we're gonna talk about their playoff chances the rams are trying out kickers they signed a kicker we'll dive into that we're gonna talk about a player on the rams is playing through injury but first this episode of locked on rams is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed now travis we're gonna dive right into this one because yesterday of course since I have no life, I listened to Kelly Stafford's podcast from start to finish to see if there was any juicy wow. nuggets. I did come across some. And okay. the first one is she said, Matthew is hurting. He calls me Friday. He's just livid. He's not feeling great. His body is in pain. It's the middle of the season. So very interesting. I think it's impacting the play call. It's impacting Matthew Stafford in the second half. And it feels like maybe they should go out there and sign a more dependable backup quarterback and give him a chance to win games if he has to miss time. Yeah, look, this has been the fear all along, right? And, and we we talked about it at the very beginning of the season that there are three guys that they absolutely cannot afford to play without. And they already did play without one of them in Cooper Cup, right? And they did all right. They survived. Um, Aaron Donald, of course, would be the second of that group. And then Matthew Stafford is the third piece. I would love to know where the secret stash of available good quarterbacks are. There, there aren't any, right? This idea of going out and getting somebody, it's a good idea, but you very quickly go to, okay, who are you going to go get? We saw, I'll use this as an example. We saw what the Jets went through when Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the first week of the season. There is no easily acquirable quarterback out there that you think is an impact player. The Jets decided to go with Zach Wilson rather than go try to find somebody. The Jets are built to win right now, and they couldn't get something done. The Rams are probably not built to, to win right now. The Rams are in the process of building a winning team for next year and beyond. Uh, I, I don't know what's out there. If he's hurt, that's unfortunate because they're, they, they go as far as he can take them. Uh, without him, they're probably dead in the water. Brett Rippon, I'm sure, would do the best that he can. What that is is probably average at the very high end and probably lower than that. 
maybe you missed on the Stetson Bennett pick. We haven't heard his name really since he he left the team right before the season started. They're in a tough spot. If Matthew Stafford is hurt enough to affect play calling or hurt enough to where he has to miss time, this is a boat that's adrift in the ocean, and there really is no saving it at this point because there just aren't guys that can come in here and do what needs to get done. We we, we saw what this offense looks like when the quarterback's a little shaky at times uh, with Jared Goff, and we certainly saw it last year with Wolford and Perkins. Uh, it just doesn't work. The, he, he's got to play even if he's hurt, and if he can't play, the Rams are basically dead in the water. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And it just kind of makes you wonder if you're going with Matthew Stafford, he has that check engine light on, you're still driving through it. Maybe you send him to the shop, you get him back in a few weeks, and then you really make that playoff push. But I agree with you. You look at the expectations of the season, what they're trying to accomplish this season, to go out there and sign a Colt McCoy or a Carson Wentz or a Matt Ryan. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be good for sure. There's no doubt about it, but I'm not sure it's aligned with their goals this year, right? I mean, I, I, I think that was the warrior. Yeah, he's he's a tough guy, and I agree. I the, Their goals, I think, have kind of been a little bit fluid and changed depending on what's going on. I want to go back to something real quick, D-Mac, because we talked about this. We, we talked about this. The everydayers will remember that if you have to get through a couple of weeks – that's one thing. If you have to get through a month or more, that's a totally different thing. And this is why even a couple of weeks really aren't an option anymore. You beat the Bengals, you got some time. You got a little cushion. You beat the Steelers, you got a little runway to kind of say, all right, look, maybe that Cowboy and 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 uh, Green Bay Packer back-to-back game on the road, you can kind of say, look, let's just get through it. Whatever happens, happens. But you can't. You're three and four. You can't be three and six by the time this is done. You have to play your best guys because you didn't put some of the money in the bank. You, you know, you didn't beat the Steelers. You didn't beat the Bengals. And now you're in a virtual must win situation in these next couple of weeks. And certainly in that green Bay game coming up in a couple of weeks, it, uh, it, they're just, they're, they're painted into a corner. I think they knew that they were before, you know, the news of him even being dinged up started to come out on Kelly Stafford's podcast of all places. But, uh, I, I, I think they were aware that this could happen, and I think they've decided to live with it, that they're, this is their lot in life, at least in the 2023 season. Yeah, I like Kelly Stafford's podcast. I don't think I'm going to get a billboard, though, like we are. I mean, so hey, let's just say there's levels to this, right, Mr. Yeah, Travis keep Rogers, your eyes but, uh, peeled, right? If exactly, you're on the freeways right. in and around L.A., get your go eyes peeled for a lot of it on the freeway, podcast. man. Dodge some cars. <laughs> I'm right? going to cause an accident stopping to take pictures of it. Absolutely. For you guys, though, no, we got a locked on Rams billboard coming in L.A. pretty soon. But, yeah, I think one thing yeah. we talked about after that Colts game, after he did suffer that hip injury and he did get hit by Onegbo and he gets up and he's willing himself through that game. Like I said, a wounded warrior. He got him credit. Yeah. He got to give him tons of credit. He plays with a ton of heart. And he's a guy who's he tough does. to get off the field. If he can go, he will go. And the only issue I have, though, is how it limits the play calling. And I think that's clear and evident by the adjustments after the first half. Heading into the second half, it's a different ball game. That's where this team tends to lose games. And you're seeing they're not running as much play actions. They're going with a ton of pistol formations. That's how they're able to get those shotgun looks with the single back sets. But still, I think if he can perform, he's going to be better than any backup quarterback you're going to get, right? And he's still a couple hits away from him missing time. I just think, look, that's something that we have to factor in. I think the reason really why I wanted to point this out in general is look, we're going to have to B version of Stafford is better than a version of backup quarterback that's available. 
Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, D-Mac. Did Matthew Stafford on one hip or one leg or one shoulder or whatever whatever it is, they probably, you know, most likely the hip is bothering him, but whatever it is, him at 80% is better than Brett Rippon at 100. And, and I guess you just got to figure out what is that number? Is Matthew Stafford at 50% better than your backup? Is it 40%? What is the number to where, you know, you still feel more comfortable trying to win a football game with a player like Stafford who's, you know, limited in, in what he can do physically as opposed to a guy that's fully healthy that just does not have the skill set, the experience, and the, the the wherewithal to win NFL games. And th- look, I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. They knew this was a possibility. They clearly were comfortable with this being a possibility. This is not a surprise. This is the NF you-know-what-L. Guys get hurt. Quarterbacks get hurt. They went into the season with Stetson Bennett and Brett Rippon as their backup quarterbacks. They knew this was a possibility. They very clearly were willing to throw the dice, and maybe we're going to see where they have to go to a backup, and I think we all know what's coming if they do. They knew it. They're comfortable with it, and this goes back to what I said at the very beginning of the season. Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. And what they've done is they built a team that's just good enough to kind of stick around. But if things don't work out perfectly or you have an injury to the wrong spot, you are in big big trouble almost instantly. And if Stafford can't go, it's big trouble. Yeah, and I think the good thing, too, is that the longer that he's dealing with something is they're going to find ways to optimize him with certain plays in certain schemes. And I think for him, it's clear he's not stepping into throws with the same ferocity as we saw during week one. But I see people out there saying, oh, yeah, he's not completing 50 percent of his passes and this and that. He didn't complete 50 percent of his passes because Cooper Cup dropped two balls. Right. Right. He made some pretty balls. I mean, that that. Throw to Puka Nakua where he got the two feet in. I mean, that was a beautiful ball. So he still is capable of throwing really nice balls. I just think it's the consistency every single down. It goes 0 for 4 there in the fourth quarter, right? And I think the pick to TJ Watt, that was a backbreaker. I mean, they come back and they score after that, right? Did a nice job bouncing back. But let's say they score on that first drive. It's 17 to 3 Rams, and that game is all but over. So another thing, too, I will kind of give you your uh, opinion on this is yeah. just his demeanor. I mean, it does look like when things go bad, it feels like just from a body language standpoint, he looks like he's wearing it more. You see more frustration on his face after a pick, after a sack, and you can feel that. And that's understandable. Yeah, it is. Look, being in pain is is miserable, and and that's just life as an NFL player. Unfortunately, I want to go back to something you said a second ago that there are some throws that are like, well, that doesn't look like a mat. There are some that are ten out of ten dimes. He still can do that when he's got some time. He's got a little ability to step into it. But you and I were talking about it on Monday. The throw that ultimately ended with Tutu Atwell scoring a touchdown, we both like was that tipped? Was like that we both thought that that ball was intended for Cup another six seven yards down the field, and it just came up short enough that that uh, Atwell was able to step in front of it, and knowing that he kind of spun out of it at that point and then had to launch it down the field, maybe that was just one of those ah, moments, and he just couldn't kind of rip it the way that he wanted to. Uh, it's interesting to kind of look at that throw in particular through new li- to, with new information. Yeah, he's going to gut it out. He's a warrior. And then the good thing, too, that bye, it can't come any sooner. Just get to that bye week, be healthy, and try to get to that second half of the season when you get that second win and try to heal there. But I think it's important to note that he is not 100% right now. But coming up in our next segment, the Rams have finally cut ties with Brett Maher. We're going to talk about the kicking situation. That's coming up next. Got locked on Rams. 
All right, there are games. There is hockey season. It's basketball season. We're still in the middle of football season, and you're thinking, should I go to the game? Should I not go to the game? Maybe wait till the last minute. Game time app, this is where you do it. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You can see where your seat is going to be, the view from seats in the venue. It is exactly the best way to buy tickets at the last moment. And it's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Here's how you do it. You put the GameTime app on your phone, it's easy, right? Go to your App Store, your Google Play Store, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off of your purchase. Again, download the Game Time app, use the code Locked On NFL, and you'll get twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account with the Game Time app for your last-minute tickets to get into everything that you want to see, and redeem that code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. That's Locked On NFL. L O C K E D O N. NFL. And we are off running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever your podcast, Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to send a special shout out to our every listeners watching every episode, listening to every episode, and you can be an every listener too. Membership is 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, you got your wish. I got my wish. Rams fans <laughs> everywhere got their wish. Brent Maher is no longer a Ram. He can't hurt us anymore. Now, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see what they do because they've already made a signing. So they've already yeah. made a signing bringing in the former UC Riverside kicker, Haverisick. They yes. signed him up the Browns practice squad. He's yet to play a regular season game in his career. He does have a very powerful leg. I was looking at his Instagram. This guy's making 66 yard kicks. Yes, it's Instagram. So you got to take it for what it's worth. But definitely has a lot of potential. Doesn't have a lot of experience, though. Now, in the preseason this year, he went two for three on field goal attempts, had a 48 yard long. He made three or four PATs. He did make a 57-yarder at Arizona in 2017. I was tired of the longest field goal in Arizona Wildcat history. So he is a Wildcat. So there's not a lot of consistency, though, at the college level. It goes 34, 453, does have a lot of potential. But what do you make of the newest Rams kicker? I think that he had to go. You know, and, and, and I mean, I, not to be too short about it, D-Mac, but and it's one of these, I don't care who comes in, you just got to go out. And that's where they were with Maher. And whether Lucas Haversick is the guy that ultimately ends up keeping the job for the rest of the season, I have no idea. If you're making that percentage of your kicks in college, I don't love the prospects of you thriving in the NFL, but time will tell. This this is a little bit like relief pitchers, right? That, you know, I, you can't get anybody out over here. Okay, cool. Come on over here. Maybe we can tweak something. Maybe we can find something and get some guys out. Maybe he can make some kicks. The kickers are... Uh, a, a weird breed, right? That sometimes it's just, it clicks and everything starts to happen and you make a bunch of kicks. So hopefully that happens with Lucas Haversick. Uh, 
I don't know. You know, they'll, they'll bring some guys in. If he doesn't, they'll continue to go through it. This is the ultimate position where you are as good as your last game. Just go ask Brett Maher, who had the the day. Uh, I don't know if if Lucas is the answer or the guys that they're going to be auditioning this week might be a better answer along the way. I just know that they needed to move on from Brett Maher. It was, it was time. It wasn't working. And if nothing else, maybe we'll see the ball at least struck more cleanly moving forward and at least have a chance to some of those kicks going in. Yeah, and I want to give Sean McVay a lot of credit, man. I mean, I've seen his press conferences, see him on other shows really talking about how, yeah, those were tough kicks beyond 50 yards and this and that, but you can't defend the mixed PAT. No. The missed PAT there, you cost them seven points. You essentially cost them a touchdown in the game. I mean, if this Rams team doesn't make the playoffs and it's by one or two games or something like that, you look back and say, okay, Brett Maher cost this Rams team the season. So that's kind of interesting well, to think. And, and, and it wasn't just Sunday against the Steelers. Sunday against the Steelers was the tipping point for sure because he missed a pair of field goals in the PAT, but he was 17 out of 22 on the season. That's terrible, right? It's just it's just not of NFL quality. You just have to move on at that point. He missed five field goals in seven games. That's just, it's just no, right? It's just not good enough. There, there comes a point where it isn't the hold, it isn't the snap, it isn't the rush. It, it's you, dude. And if you move, if you miss five out of your 22 kicks in the NFL, you got to go. I have no idea whether I, I've seen this before when um, uh, Greg Zerline got hurt and he was unavailable. They went through kicking Sam Ficken and a bunch of other guys that I can't even remember. And it was a disaster until they finally landed on Matt Gay. They finally found Matt Gay after that and he settled in and did really well. So I don't know if uh, Haversick is the guy, but boy, oh boy, it was time to move on from Brett Maher. Yeah, what well, must be done eventually should be done immediately. Give this Rams organization credit for moving on and punting on that kicker as soon as they did. So, yeah, I feel good about that. Haversick, he's intriguing. Like I said, he has a booming leg. He's going to wear number eight. I don't know if you care about that and what that means, but he's definitely someone who has potential. But also it was reported today that they are going to be trying out kickers. So you could have one for the practice squad. You could have one for the in-game active roster. And you'll look at who they're bringing in. They're bringing veteran Mason Crosby. So that's another brand name as far as kickers yeah. go. Does he still have something left in the tank? That remains to be seen. But I see a lot of people out there that are critical of the Rams letting Matt Gay go, not signing Matt Gay. And look, I mean, for me, if you look at the contract, there's a record-setting contract for a kicker. You can find kickers. If this was a season where you're saying, okay, this is the all-in winner go home That's type it. season. Okay. We have to win it this year. We didn't win in 2021 and we made all these signings and trades. I would say, yeah, you have to focus on that position, but based on where they're at, I'm okay with them waiting until they find their guy. But DMAC, you're, you're exactly right. And, and I know that Rams fans get frustrated and they think that I'm down on the team and they think that, you know, I, I what, what I am is I, I try to look at this thing through the lens of the way that the, the executives and the coaches are going to look at this. Look at what they did this off season. You're not letting Jalen Ramsey leave and Bobby Wagner leave and all these other guys walk out and you're not deciding to bring in virtually no new talent outside of your draft picks and then go spend a fortune on a kicker. It doesn't make any sense. They are in the beginning of a new window. The window for four or five years was wide open. I could fit through the window. Well, now you got to be, you know, like when Benyama to fit through the window skinny <laughs> and, and it's just not going to happen. It's going to take some time. Why would you spend money? Why would you get tied up long-term on a kicker when he's not going to have to make any kicks to win you games? 
This is a team that is at margins like this, right? And we're starting to see those margins get even more and more narrow as we get uh, deeper into the season. Spending money on a kicker would have been a fool's errand. The, the Sean McVay and Les Snead are not fools. They know what they have. They're competing like crazy. They're better than I thought they would be, but you're seeing it. The margins are small, and spending money on a kicker would have been really, really nutty. It sucks to watch. I get it. Watching Brett Maher doink it off the, the uprights and hit shanks is not a lot of fun, but this is not a team that is capable of winning a bunch of playoff games, and they know it, and that's why they put together this, this roster. It's why there's no backup quarterback. It's why they didn't sign Matt Gay. They are building for what's next. Yeah, this is for next year and beyond. But you're right. I mean, sometimes you just got to bring those truth bombs, right, Travis? Reality isn't always rainbows. And here's a theory, too. Maybe, just maybe, the Rams haven't signed their big kicker because they're waiting for Colton Boomer of UCF. I don't know if you know about Colton Boomer. In his high school yearbook, you know what he had as his caption under his picture? said, kicking bombs and kissing your moms. (laughs) Maybe they're just waiting for Colton Boomer. They're going to draft him. We saw Ethan Evans out of our Wingate. By the way, Wingate win one last weekend. Shout out to them. Maybe they're just waiting for him. So that's, I think, what it is. I think they're waiting to find their guy. What's his name? Colton Boomer. Okay, I'm getting a Rams Boomer jersey. I don't even know what number. I probably want 69 or something, but I'm getting a I'm getting a Boomer jersey for him, even if he doesn't show up. Kicking bombs and kissing your mom. All right, all right, ready to go. Yeah, I know, right? You got to respect that. But uh, yeah, so good thing they've addressed this problem. Hopefully it works out. It's going to be very interesting to monitor moving forward. But coming up in our next segment, is this week's game against the Cowboys, this matchup against the Cowboys in Dallas, a must win. Are the Rams playoff chances on the line? That's coming up next. Here on Locked on Rams. All right. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And of course, you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free, right? I mean, we talk about teams on this show all day long. You get the right person in the right spot, and everything takes on from there. That's what they want to do at LinkedIn Jobs. Here's how you do it. You add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And simple tools like screening questions makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And you know how much fun it is to just watch football on a Sunday afternoon, right? To watch football and think, man, why is that? I knew that guy was going to have a big day. Prize picks, right? So much fun playing prize picks every Sunday. And, of course, you can win some money. 25 times your money. Here's what you do. You select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats. And you place your entry. It is as easy as that. Quick withdrawals. 
easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app, right? You see Cooper Cup. Is he going to have more or less than seven catches? Is Puka Nakua going to score a touchdown or not? More or less, right? It is that easy. It's super fun. Prize picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts as well, like their Taco Tuesday promotion. Every Tuesday, prize picks discounts selects players up to 25% for even more value for you, right? Go do it right now. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prizepicks.com. Go right now. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our final segment, we're going to pick up on a topic we hit a few days ago about the Rams' playoff chances and where they sit, how much of a must-win game this is against the Cowboys this Sunday. Well, if you look at the Rams currently, they're in a three-way tie with the Vikings, Commanders, and the Saints at three and four. They're just outside the playoffs. They're under 500, one game back from the Bucks, were currently on the seventh seed. Now, since 1990, only nine teams have made the playoffs after going three and five. It feels like the Rams haven't had a true must-win game since 2021. And since the Super Bowl win, they have a 33-33 win percentage. So, yeah, I definitely think there's a lot riding on this next game against the Cowboys. I do, too. I think it's a really big game against the Cowboys, and I think it's going to be a very tall order for them to beat that team. The Cow- I, I know the Cowboys get a ton of attention, and we dissect them like you know nationally, like maybe no other team. Uh, talk about Dak Prescott and everything else, and whatever. The, the, at, the, at the end of the day, Cowboys are pretty good, right? Are they? Can you beat them? Sure. Arizona beat them, so that means that anybody can beat them. This is the NFL. We know that on any given Sunday. I don't want to go too far ahead of this, DMAC, but here, here's where I'll leave it. They need to be at worst four and five at the bye. Whether that means beating Dallas or whether that means beating Green Bay, you can't be three three and six. That's it. There, there, there's no. We're, we're done. You're talking draft. You're talking about hey, let's be careful about winning too many more of these games. All of the things that come along with that at three and six. Whether it's Dallas or whether it's Green Bay, I don't think it matters. I guess probably be better to beat Dallas to give them another loss. I, you know, just in the tiebreaker scenario. You got to be four and five by the break. If you can be five and four, terrific. But like you said, this team hasn't won two games in a row all season long. They've been winning one out of every three games for the last year and change. So them stacking a bunch of wins in short order is going to be a a, a lot to ask. Uh, The Dallas one, I think, is a bigger ask than Green Bay. You got to at least have four wins at the bye. Get it against Dallas, great, and we can talk about something else. But I think that Green Bay uh, win is a far more realistic opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I think calling this a must win is a little far-fetched because the reality is you just need to win one of these next two games. I mean, if you win Green Bay and you lose to Dallas, it's the same result. Like you said, you're four and five and you look at after the break, if you win six of eight games, right, you're going to have a 10 and seven season, which would be a win. So yeah, they do need to win one of these next two. doesn't matter who it is, but I will say if you get blown out by the Cowboys, the Packers are going to look at this Rams game and say that might be one of the only games we're going to win this season is the Rams at home. It's going to give them that much more confidence. I'm not a big transitive property guy. This team beats this team. So they're going to win this team. Every game, every day is any given Sunday, right? Every game has its own little nucleus there, but I still think that coming off this loss against Pittsburgh, 
if you get smoked, do you lose to Dallas? The morale is going to continue to slide. And you wonder, can they pick themselves up to win in Lambeau where they have not had a lot of success? That Green Bay game's in L.A., I have no fear at all whatsoever. They're going to get that dub. The fact that it's in Green Bay, that place is magical. We talked about it. They find ways to win there. I think you just cracked the code on why we're getting a billboard here in Los Angeles. You use both the transitive property and nucleus in the same sentence. I, I could I could not be more impressed with how good that was. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I stayed so far away from the math and chemistry and science departments in school. I can't even tell you. So I have no idea what that meant, but that was awesome. Just good job on you. Um, they're, they're, the Rams are mediocre. The, the good, that, that's the bad news. The good news is the NFC's mediocre. There's Dallas, there's Green Bay, or excuse me, there's Dallas, there's Detroit, and then you got San Francisco and Philadelphia. Those are the only four teams that I feel pretty good about saying, that's a pretty good team. Maybe Seattle. Okay, so there's five. It leaves two more spots for a mediocre team to get in there. They can be one of those mediocre teams. They're not, like you said, DMAC, you say, you know, they get there, they win six of their, they're not winning six of their final eight. They got to win five, maybe four of their final eight. Like maybe the number drops down to eight and the tiebreaker situation goes your way. You don't have to get to 10. You might not have to get to nine, but if they go into that break and they got to find a way to win six of eight, they have won two in a row. They're not winning six of eight. It's just, it's just not going to happen unless something very bizarre happens, but they can at least put themselves in a position to kind of win one, lose one, win one, lose one, as long as they beat Dallas or Green Bay. Yeah, for sure. And they've gone two and two against his Cowboys team since 2019. Shout out to our boy, CJ Anderson. That one game, he just comes out of that 123 yard game. The TD love yep. me some CJ Anderson for that, but my they matched up is- really well with the Cowboys over the, over the Sean McVay area. The Cowboys have not been a huge problem for the Rams. That's a team that they've played pretty well. The Packers are the opposite. The only time that they've beaten the Packers since I've been doing this was in the Coliseum very early in the, in the Sean McVay era and it's because the Packers made a huge mistake that Montgomery took a kick out of the end zone when he shouldn't have fumbled it on the, on the kick return. The Rams got it needed to end the game. Otherwise Aaron Rodgers gets the ball with about two minutes to go, having to drive the field. Who knows how that goes. The Packers have been the thorn in their side, whether it's in the playoffs, whether it's in the regular season, they have trouble with green Bay. We'll see if it's different with Jordan love. Hopefully it is, but that's the proverbial bad matchup for them. That's a great point. hundred percent. Sometimes certain teams have your number. I feel like the Rams just play up to the Cowboys for yep. whatever reason. You see that star. It's same thing with the Lakers, same thing with USC, these marquee yep. franchises, the Dodgers, right? You just play up when you play certain teams. There's no doubt about I mean, that. They're going to be without <laughs> Vander Ash. You're going to be without Trayvon Diggs, right? I mean, their defense, they're missing some guys. The big thing I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of Micah Parsons. Yeah. I'm afraid of Alaric Jackson lately. You're going to have to give him some help because if Micah Parsons has his way with Matthew Stafford, the only way he's going to see the end of the game is through a hospital TV. I don't want that to be the case. <laughs> no, Parsons is a problem. But look, we've seen them have we've seen them go up against other good defenders. They did a pretty good job on TJ Watt. They didn't Thanks. do such a great job against Hubbard and Hendrickson in uh, uh, Cincinnati, right? So we've seen some success. We've seen less amount of success. But I do think that when they focus on these things, they can at least manage it. I think TJ Watt's the best example of that. But they got to find a way to score some points. They got to find a way to get off the field. They got to find a way to make some field goals. If it were just one thing, I would be more optimistic about them kind of getting a, a little bit of a groove. It's more than one thing. It's special teams. It's finding the end zone and it's finding a way to get off the field and not giving up those long drives that they have.
Absolutely. So I think we can all agree. They have two to get one to save their season. That's essentially what we're looking at here. But that's going to do it. This episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams house?